Oh, okay. So for the people they're attracted to, it says, builders are often attracted to other builders. These couples are often the high school sweethearts you hear about who are still married 60 years down the road. Oh my God. That's totally me. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, look at me. Oh yeah. I mean, my high school boyfriend, we made it. We made it so far. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Eric Spera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got another great episode for you this week. We are talking about Helen Fisher's personality test. I like this one. We hadn't done a personality test in a long time. They are always fun. Yeah. I feel like I learned a little bit about myself. (laughs) I question a bit about myself. (laughs) Well, in this one especially, since I hadn't really heard of it, I didn't even know what the options were when I took the test. And then I took it and it was like, director and i was like god damn it no matter what i do no matter what test it's just like "Mm, director that's you i was like over 67 percent on all of the options it's Mm. just like i feel like when i go into these really blindly it just comes out like you're a lot (laughs) (laughs) you're everything are you okay yeah only one i got low like less than 50 percent on okay and that's the one you ended up being right uh the negotiator negotiator yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that was my top one and um explorer and so the four options that you can get for this are explorer builder director and negotiator and my combo ended up being negotiator explorer and what were yours uh my first type was director and my second personality type was builder which is what we should be looking for in romantic partners we were the opposite of each other yeah (laughs) we were what the other needs Mm -hmm. It's, it is funny, like, when I take the, because I'm not dating anyone at the moment, um, when I took this quiz, I was like, I wonder what Molly would put for this one. Like, <laughs> you're the first person on my mind. If I was like, Molly and I are opposites here. And then I'd be like, we're the same here. <laughs> I wish we could get, like, a printout by question to uh-huh. see, like, where our overlap was. Maybe we'll take it again together. It's not a long test. If you guys want to take it, you yeah. can go to theanatomyoflove.com uh, is where we found the test. And it's a free test. We're going to get into each different type. But first, we're sponsored, people. Yes. SunsetLakeCBD.com. And y'all should use our code SGS20 uh, for 20% off, especially since I think there's going to be another lockdown. You're calling it? I'm calling it. I think there's going to be another type of lockdown. And you should stock up on CBD uh, to prepare for it. Because my anxiety is starting to increase. And I don't even get anxiety. Welcome to my world. (laughs) (laughs) This is my everyday. Like I was like, oh man, I need to, I need another package from our from our guys at sunsetlakecbd.com. I know I've been munching on those gummies; they help put me to sleep. Yeah, I need to I need to start munching on them. Mm-hmm. And the drops, I really really do recommend the drops, especially the melatonin. Um, actually, during the first lockdown, I was sleeping terribly mm-hmm. um, because I was so so stressed out. I actually woke up at one point like stressed, crying in my sleep. Because I was like so anxious and my dentist found that I was grinding my teeth in my sleep. Oh, that's the worst. So I'm really looking for not like looking forward. Um <laughs> you know, I'm really pumped about this time I'm around. Really looking forward um, to it. No. Uh the melatonin though, of mm. just being able to actually feel so much more relaxed when I go to sleep because it 
first of all, like it, it quiets your mind mm-hmm. so much that I really, I haven't felt that grinding in a long, long time. Um, so definitely if sleep is a problem for you guys, check out Sunset Lake CBD SGS 20 for 20% off. Sauce it on over to the Patreon to get 30% off and, um, yeah, enjoy your lockdown. Yeah, I, I would say invest in some CBD and some workout equipment. Okay? Yeah. Because that those things went quick wherever mm-hmm. you were. So SGS20. Uh, we're probably going to be doing another vibrator giveaway soon to help the people out. Probably. I think yeah. we need to. Yeah. <laughs> another necessity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, head on over to our Patreon to be a part of all that and get extra percent off. That's patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. Uh, we're giving away stuff over there all the time. Yeah, it's a good time. But uh, let's get into Helen Fisher. I keep wanting to say Helen Keller, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> it's Fisher, not Keller. Yeah. Very different people. Right. Both great in their own right. So do we want to do the very short line description of each one first? Yeah. Okay. So we'll get we'll break these down farther, but off the top, short, short base. First one, Explorer, says those who primarily express the traits linked with the dopamine system. That's like excitement, right? Yeah, happiness. Okay. okay. Uh, yes, so it's uh, it's pleasure in the brain. Oh, okay. So dopamine okay. is pleasure in the brain. That's cool. Okay, and the next one is the builder. And this one is for those who primarily express the traits linked with the serotonin system. Yeah, okay. So this is the key hormone that stabilizes our mood feelings of well-being and happiness. Hmm, okay. Similar, similarly linked. So that makes sense for me because I'm a very logical person and I got builder for mine and it's kind of like like an even keel. Yeah. Stabilizing. Okay. Yeah. And so when your serotonin levels are low, that's what's going to cause like that unhappiness. Yes. Got it. Yes. Look at us being little scientists over here. Uh, Yeah. Right. (laughs) Look at us using the internet. Okay. um, (laughs) uh, Next one. This is me, director. Uh, Those who primarily express the traits linked with the testosterone system. (laughs) think we know what that is but let's look it up for good measure (laughs) oh man how many tests we have to take to tell me i'm a male masculine energy okay Uh, you've been tested for testosterone right i apparently have low testosterone which we assumed i had high testosterone but apparently i have a very uh low testosterone interesting isn't that weird yeah okay uh this is what i found testosterone plays a role in certain behaviors including aggression (laughs) including aggression and dominance Yeah, and I'm seeing here elevated testosterone has been linked to lower cognitive empathy. So the ability to recognize what another person is thinking or feeling. So you're not, you don't really think emotionally. So men. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that that checks out with men. Yeah, sparks competitiveness and boosts self-esteem. And uh, yep, taking part in competitive activities. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah, that that tracks. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's, you know. That's a, that's a fun truth. Huh? Man, well, take this test, guys. It's going to be great. Good little look in the mirror. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. And the last one is the negotiator, which is for those who primarily express the traits linked with the estrogen system, which that's going to be more empathetic, I would imagine. Or just more like gut feeling oriented, which does make sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, specifically with your anxiety. Oh, look at that. First thing that Depression comes up. Depression and anxiety. <laughs> before, oh. I, before I can even finish my sentence. Yeah. I was like, I think it has something to do with anxiety. Oh. In bold. Depression and anxiety. That's fun. Welcome yeah. to my brain, guys. It's a good time over Woo. here. Oh, man. When you're uh, in your estrogen producing years, it's going to affect you more. <laughs> or post-menopause. Well. 
All right. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Wait, okay. so estrogen producing and postmenopause. So isn't that your entire life? Basically from like 14 on? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It's oh, like man. once once you're not a child anymore. Well, hopefully. I had a great childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy all the time. <laughs> well, I, uh, before you hit puberty. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess we'll just have to have the pod while you go through uh, menopause and you can report back. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. So, uh, with this test, like most tests that are more psychology-based, uh, it doesn't say you're only one or the other. You get a percentage for each, each one. Yes. Um, Which you got more than 50% for all of them. Yeah. So, my explorer was a 79%. Mm. My builder was 67%. Uh, my director was 69%. And my negotiator was 83%. Damn. That's like super high. That's for very like high. All of them. The highest one I got was 65%. Oh, so I crushed you on all of them. Yeah. They crushed, <laughs> yeah, really crushed me on them. Yeah, you know. It's a good thing I'm so even killed with st- testosterone over here that I'm not offended. Well, so I think I'm a little crazy in the like the ways that I think about sort of the explorer mentality, which is the more of the like spontaneity mm-hmm. of like I I plan my spontaneity. Yes. Which, like, I just leave, like, buckets of time where, like, whatever's going to happen will happen, but, like... In this window. Yeah, it's on the calendar, Mm -hmm. and the plan is absolute chaos. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, that's when I'm free to do whatever I want. Okay. But otherwise, I'm very, very regimented. Yeah. Which, well, this is my question. In general, when you take these tests, right, it was strongly disagree, disagree, Agree, strongly agree. Do you more often than not put strongly agree and strongly disagree? Or are you usually hitting agree or disagree? Um, I had a lot of agrees to like strongly agree. Mm, okay. Yeah, there were not, I think there was like one or two questions out of the whole thing that I hit like strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm usually more in the middle. Yeah, there was a, I've known to like, it's not that I don't consider people's emotion, but like the whole empath thing of like when people are feeling a certain way, it doesn't really steer me one way or the other. Oh yeah. That, that was the question that I put strongly disagree Yeah, about okay. like empathy. Cause like, I don't really think empathetically. That's something that I have to like consciously try to do, mm-hmm. especially like as I've gotten older and in relationships with like, okay, like you can't tell them their feelings are invalid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to listen. Yeah. Which is tough. Oh, it can be tough. <laughs> um, okay. So do we want to break down these different types? Or do you yeah. want to? All right. Very first one. Explorer. Uh, explorer's vocabulary often consists of words like adventure, spontaneity, traveling, new, and fun. Because their chemical makeup is predominantly dopamine, these people seek a playmate in a lover. They see life as one big great adventure and want someone to join them in it. They are highly impulsive, curious, sensation seekers. High dopamine levels also influence explorer types to be motivated and goal-oriented because they are linked to enthusiasm, energy, focus, and assertiveness. Because explorer types are prone to boredom easily, they always have to be on the move. Because explorer types are prone to boredom easily, they always have to be on the move. Discovering new places, cultures, and people help quench their curiosity lust. Ha! Shout out to Helen Keller here. Yeah, I knew Helen oh, Keller man. would come up. She's coming up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Helen Keller was an, an explorer because of her passion and fight for women's suffrage, the blind, workers' rights, and birth control. I didn't know Helen Keller was a fan of birth control. Yeah, I didn't think that was what they were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, go Helen. Wow. But... All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Helen Keller fucks. Mm. Um, yeah, this feels right, though. Like, I can't be in the country for too long at a time. Uh-huh. And I just like like I have to get out. Like I get the itch. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I also plan that I have to go to like I make rules that like when I travel, I have to go to one new country every time. Yeah. Or like one new place when mm-hmm. I go abroad. Um, but I'm like I have to set like specific goals. Like I'm already I have a digit account, which is like it tracks my banking. Yep. And so it will automatically pull money into this like cloud savings account. And I'm planning out for like like six months at least of my next trip of like just making sure that like there's going to be enough money and every day I look at it of like it's happening we're working we're working behind the scenes baby yeah you know putting it towards it yeah it's exciting it is um so in terms of relationships uh I'm gonna guess this is gonna say this kind of for all of them but it says explorers often tend to be attracted to other explorers explorers and while that sounds easy, it can be quite a challenge. When two explorers come together, sparks ignite with two bold hearts on fire. Uh, it is common, though, for two explorers to get into a head-on collision. This can result in messy breakups. So even though things can elevate quickly for this love type, it is the pure recklessness that can also prevent the explorer from maintaining relationships. Ooh, that sounds toxic and fun. Yeah, I was like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like this is more of the energy of the people that I meet when I am abroad and mm. fall into like those like lust things. Um, I feel like I might have dated one guy kind of like this like a long time ago, but I think he also had a more of like the builder and director traits as well. Okay. Um, but it did end toxically. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like that. I mean. That's like, uh, I feel like anybody that's in that mood of like being out and like looking to hook up, it's like, we're suddenly all explorers. Yeah. We suddenly all want something new and we want this to like spark and we want, we want it now. We want to like move quickly. Yeah. But more often than not, that doesn't turn into anything whatsoever. Right. But uh, yeah, I can imagine, uh, two, two sparky people as Logan Yuri says <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. And it just, it's, it can also be hard to tell if it's real Mm. because I I kind of think about uh, a conversation I had with Jared Freed about um, like when you're just that person who is ha- like you ha- have fun every time you go to a bar right? right and you meet someone and you're like I connected that person so well and it's like no like you're you're just really fun like you're having a great time regardless mm-hmm. of who you're talking to and that's not what a connection is so I think sometimes like that explorer trait comes out in that way too of just like you're going to be the life of the party regardless and that doesn't mean that you're forming real connections with the people <laughs> around you like you're just having a great time yeah the yeah. dj was on point that night and yeah got, yeah i believe it that's um mr clean is an explorer for sure oh for sure for sure yeah that's always a great example new, always very sparky fun mm-hmm. he's he's that dude yeah and he's like fun to be around mm-hmm. that's why he's like such a good hang yes yeah uh wait who are the famous explorers that it gives examples of john f kennedy and angelina jolie now i feel like that couldn't be two more opposite people personally i just like why jfk Uh, you know why wouldn't i just he doesn't 
really like resonate with our generation <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah he wasn't really like exploring in that parade you know? right oh god <laughs> like that got dark yeah, i'm just saying i'm just saying wait, where at what point was it like wow what an explorer <laughs> okay so the way they explain angelina jolie freedom has a tattoo of a window <laughs> I was like, I think they'd be like, she has kids from several different countries. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, recklessly broke up a marriage. Just, you know, qualities like that maybe seem more like an explorer. Yeah. And I also feel like an explorer, like someone in the arts is, would fall under more of an explorer. Energy, creativity, curiosity, unconventional, vial of blood around neck at wedding. Yeah. Is that real? That was with Billy Bob Thornton when she dated him. They had a... I don't know if he had one of hers, but she had a vial of blood like in a thing and wore it around her neck. That's that was disgusting. his. Disgusting. It's you know, it's exploring, I guess. Oh my god. Slash witchcraft. And I like uh John F. Kennedy's I just, I just give a quote from yeah. him. <laughs> the problems of the world cannot possibly be solved by skeptics and cynics whose horizon horizons are limited by the obvious realities. We need men who can dream of things that never were. Okay. So Explore. I, so he was a dreamer, I guess. That's kind of where it comes in. I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Strange examples, but. All right. So next one is builders, which the short term was primarily expressed traits linked with serotonin. A builder's vocabulary often consists of words like family, honesty, morals, values, trust, and loyalty. Because their chemical makeup is predominant, predominantly serotonin, these people seek a helpful lover. Serotonin generates caution because it suppresses dopamine levels. Therefore, builders are relaxed, social, conscientious, steady, and family and community oriented. They are natural networkers and respect rules and authority in society. Explorers, on the other hand, are more rebellious in nature because they enjoy the risk of breaking social norms. That that feels very right for you. Yeah. I mean, just the, the first five awards. <laughs> yeah. Words, family, honesty, morals, values, trust, loyalty. Yeah. 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 I got this for my second one, though, but, you know, very similar percentages. Mm-hmm. They both were like 60-something. Okay. Um, builders are natural planners and like to schedule things ahead of time. They have an eye for detail and are linear in the way they do things in a step-by-step fashion. That's why I thought this one was you. Yeah. Specifically that do? that line of yeah. being linear, linear and, and I'm not honestly great at detail. That's not my strong suit. This was my lowest at 67%. Oh, okay. But that's still pretty high. It's still high. Because those were the ones that I answered like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do that. For sure. They're concrete, fact-orient, fact-oriented thinkers and stick to tradition. They also make good managers and administrators because of their great problem-solving skills, persistence, and reliability. George Washington was a builder because of his dutiful nature and meticulous ways. This made him earnest in his efforts, keeping his word to others. Yeah, that makes sense. My Myers-Briggs was a bunch of presidents, and he was one of them. Mm, so it's okay. a similar, okay. similar traits. Oh, okay. So for the people they're attracted to, it says, builders are often attracted to other builders. These couples are often the high school sweethearts you hear about who are still married 60 years down the road. Oh, my God. That's totally me. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, look at me. Oh, yeah. I mean, my high school boyfriend. We made it. We made it so far. Yeah, you got another 60 years. <laughs> well, hey, because of loyalty and all that shit, I remember not dumping him specifically right after Valentine's Day. Like, I was like, you got to, when you're too close to Valentine's Day, you can't pull trigger, you know? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not going to be a dick. Yeah. I created a system. <laughs> anyway. 
While that sounds idealistic, that doesn't mean builders don't have their fair share of obstacles to overcome in their relationships. For instance, builders can be set in their rules, schedules, and traditions. As a result, two builders may bicker over what they perceive as the right way of doing things. It's important for builders to keep an open mind and learn the value of flexibility to help improve and evolve themselves and their relationships. Okay, so I was wrong. Well, I was right of, I figured whatever type you are, you're going to kind of be attracted to that other type. But I thought each one, it would say not a good idea. But this actually is kind of saying like, you will be all right. Yeah. In some ways, I kind of feel like these are, I wonder if like builders would be more typically a secure relationship style. Because this feels like people who are just very like, this is the way it is. And almost like the why doesn't really matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if that, like that line about as a result, two builders may bicker over what they perceive as the right way of doing things. I really think about religion and family values for this of like, like a, a builder who is extremely like traditionally Catholic is not going to mesh well with a builder who is extremely traditionally Jewish. Yes. Like you just would not, you wouldn't mesh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where things could be, could be tough. But if you find a builder who is like in all of the same ways that you're a builder. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense of like, uh, staying together a long time is cause it's just like, okay, I love this person. And like, I choose them. Mm-hmm. You have the decisiveness. And then the other traits of them are very family oriented. And like when you're with a partner, you know, you're essentially building a family, whether you have kids or not, like yeah. that's your family and loyalty. Right. So the loyalty part is where it's like, yeah, there's no part of me ever thinking about leaving this. Like, I'm in. And right. literally the word builder, you're like, okay, we're building something together. Right. So it makes sense. And it also feels like you, when you find a like your same kind of builder, you align in the right ways. So you're not going to fight over the big things. No. You know, you're not going to fight over like the big ways of how you want to raise your family or yeah. that family is going to be the most important thing. Cause like you both see it that way. Yeah. And you're fact oriented. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's like, you're almost like the person that looks at someone on paper first yeah. and then is like, and how do I feel around, <laughs> around yeah. them is secondary. Yeah. It's going to be like a much more logical thinker. Mm. Damn. Okay. Okay. It says, this is what I need. But the, what's funny is I feel like you are a lot of these things too. You are a very loyal person uh dependable and you are you know you have morals and values i think thanks <laughs> i try i just i just was skimming the words i was like yeah you know yeah you got a moral you got a moral compass like, yeah i think you got some morals uh, you got in there. one when you're sober you got one <laughs> but that's everybody that's everybody that's all that's all you know that's being human where it's like we've all had those times where you just go that might have not been the right call, and I feel yeah. kind of bad. And oh well. Yeah, I would. These I think were the questions that I intentionally kind of steered away from. Of like that, because they're worded a little funny in this. Mm-hmm. Of like, I think things should be like you should follow like old traditions, and on the whole, like I really don't think you do because if we always if we just continue to follow old traditions, like we would never evolve as a society. Like women would still be oppressed. We would still have slavery. Like, yeah. you know, th- like in my head, I went to those big things of like, yeah, I think like basic traditions of like, there should always be laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that we should have continued to grow and evolve as a society and change. Yeah. So that's why I said disagree for those. And I think that's why I got lower. Those are the ones where the questions were a little tricky because I'm someone of like, 
I hate when people think the rules don't apply to them. Yeah. Of like very general things or like someone that like would skip a line, like sneakily skip a line. That pisses me off. Like everybody in the JetBlue terminal the day we were flying out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that to me is like it feels disrespectful kind of thing. Right. Because it's basically like, hey, if everyone was following the rules, things would run smoothly. Mm -hmm. It's the people that like break those things but they're not these large huge traditions yeah they're just these little rules that it's just like this is the formula right fill out the paper like everybody else had to fill it out yeah just fucking do it (laughs) like the time you're spending arguing is just making all of us wait longer right like those are the things that really irk me yeah when it comes to like general big traditions i'm like yeah same thing of like yeah some traditions have to be broken right at some points otherwise like nothing new would get invented yeah of just like we were like well this is just how we do things yeah like we wouldn't have the wheel we would have have nothing (laughs) yeah literally we'd have nothing you know so i I get it but then it's like uh but then if you just think traditional of just like like in relationships are you typically kind of traditional of like i want to be married and i want uh my partner to ask my dad for permission and like like there's all those things and i'm like oh most of those i align with but then it's like tradition is just such a wide word that it could be like okay a wedding do you want your wedding to be super traditional and my answer is no right you know what i mean like yeah so tradition is always what we pick and choose yeah i agree with that so all right do you want to move to the next one let's do it Okay. All right. I'll read this one. This one's uh, me. (laughs) All right. Directors. uh, Quick reminder. Directors. Oh, yeah. Primarily expressed traits linked to testosterone. Okay. (laughs) Directors' vocabulary often consists of words like intelligence, debate, geek, nerd, ambition, challenge, and politics. Because their chemical makeup is predominantly testosterone, these people seek a mind mate in their lovers. Albert Einstein was a classic director with his self-confidence and bold manners. Directors are straightforward, tough-minded, and decisive. They value logic. Therefore, in making decisions, they are not easily swayed by emotions. Directors enjoy competition and are pragmatic, focused, daring, and highly ambitious. They can be so independent they can come off as lone wolves because they can tolerate extreme isolation. Directors have excellent spatial skills and musical and athletic ability, too. Okay, so... What's interesting is like chunks of this I don't think I am, but then the things specifically the line directors are straightforward, tough-minded, and decisive. I'm like, oh, I'm like extreme on yeah. that. And value logic, I'm like, oh, that's me. But I'm not a I'm not an extreme isolation isolation person. No, you don't really you don't like to be alone. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm very like I like alone time in small spurts mm-hmm. to like decompress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my alone time is like re-energizing me literally of yeah. I'm like I'm taking a nap I'm sitting on my couch doing nothing like yeah it's not just like I need alone time from social I'm like no I'm literally just tired I love to be alone yeah you're more introverted than I yeah am. which like I think surprises people like when I used to be like really really busy the reason I would get up at 5 five thirty in the morning to work out is because I knew that was like an hour a day that I didn't have to speak to anybody. And I was like, I would rather be awake and not talk to anybody than waste it sleeping, which is crazy. I know that. But I was like, I want to know that no one can get to me right uh now. (laughs) Well, that's actually a trait of introverted people in general. Like my ex was very introverted and all my friends that are very introverted are very morning people. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a CEO quality too Mm. for the same reason of 
they get pure alone time and nobody's bothering them. Yeah. So whether it's because I want to work out and not be interrupted or you're like, or they're just like, oh, I'm the most productive because I don't get like a text coming in. I don't get an email Mm -hmm. coming in. It's like, I'm up when no one else is up. And so like they beat the day. Yeah. Like that's a very introverted uh, quality. Yeah. And then you can like, when you're like managing other people, you can like set up all the shit that they have to do before Mm -hmm. they can get to you. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that is not me. Got you, bitch. That is not me. (laughs) Anytime I've been like, I'll do that in the morning. I I don't get up early and do it. (laughs) I'm always like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm almost like the panic of not getting it done will make me get up early. Every time I'm like, nah, that's all right. I'll be fine. (laughs) The amount of times I've been like, I'll pack the night before. And then I just don't. It's just mind blowing. Last week I got up at 5.30 to check on something for work with like one of my colleagues in London and he got back to me and was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, go to bed. Do you know what time it is over there? Yeah. He's like, what's happening? Oh I like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I couldn't sleep. Mine's the opposite. Mine will be like mad late at night. My my work was once like, did you send an email at two in the morning? I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe. Timestamps got me again. It's like that bad? That's why you got to schedule they were like, those. What are you? They're like, just leave that to the next day. I'm like, well, I was wide awake then. <laughs> that's my time that no one bothers me is at night. Mm. That's my extroverted time. The the trick for that, because I used to do that and like not want to look crazy. Uh, is, you time the email? Yeah, I just schedule it out to like 7 a.m. That is a smart move. Thank you. I could be doing that. Yeah. Make everyone think I'm up and at them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm dead asleep. Yep. <laughs> well, that's That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Do it next time. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, relationships. Directors rarely ever go for other directors. I that think makes that sense. is true. Yeah. Instead, they go for their opposite mates, which is the negotiator. Hey, that's you. me. Hey. Someone wants me. Hello. Uh, this is because directors la- lack the verbal and people reading skills negotiators naturally process. This helps attract them to one another. Although the director and negotiator typically make a good pairing, problems can still arise. Directors for interest have... Wor- Directors, for instance, have workaholic tendencies. They may neglect to spend quality time with negotiators and their family. In order for directors to have fulfilling relationships, they need to learn what it means to use their hearts instead of their heads. A little bit of a cheesy line there, but uh, I think that is true. Yeah, I think someone who's like pure director, like they're just, they have no of that like empathetic reasoning. Yeah, I don't have too much of it. <laughs> but here's, well, here's the thing that also messes with me a lot is because I'm not a very emotional person, I'm very logic heavy. You would think when it comes to like a breakup, I'd be like the first to get over it mm-hmm. because I would just look at the logical facts of like, oh, we weren't going to work out long term, all this stuff, right? But I think it actually takes me longer because it's one of the only times that I'm emotionally invested in something. And I'm not used to it. Yeah. And also, a lot of times relationships aren't logical. Well, no. You know, like an ending, you always want to put a why. Like I find myself doing that too. And a lot of times, like there really isn't one. It's Mm. like it just didn't work and you have to accept that ambiguity. Yeah. And which blows. You know, for me, it's actually not even being like the why. It's more I get mad at myself for being like, why are you still even thinking about this person when X, Y, and Z? Like, I know, like, the reasons it didn't work, mm-hmm. essentially, because you come up with them or whatever. Or I even sit there going, oh, I know it was going to be long-term, but for some reason, I still can't shake this thought of this person. Mm. And that, But I just get mad at myself of being like, look at these facts. Look at the logic. Like, get over it. You know, like, I get impatient of, like, 
we need to be fully moved on from this. Well, that's also a little bit of the lack of control. Yeah. Cause like you can't control those thoughts and there, no, you can't, there were a lot of questions in here about like daydreaming. Mm-hmm. D- how did you answer those? Uh, well, I don't know if it's <laughs> directorness or more my ADD kicking in, but I definitely, I definitely visualize and daydream scenarios in my head, both positive, more negative ones actually. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's almost like preparing yourself for when they happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm a very visual person and like my mind will go on that tangent. So you answered, yeah, like ag- I like did agree to strongly agree. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so did I. So because I was thinking that maybe someone who doesn't like wouldn't would answer more negatively to those questions would be a director. Mm, yeah, it's more. I think the difference between me is I don't they don't I don't come up with them out of anxiety. I just like it's kind of like with decisions, my brain just goes, okay, if this happens, and they say this, this is what I'll say. Like I almost like just prepare myself. Yeah, I do that. You know. Yeah, or oh, like okay. I'll just like daydream. Like the question is just like generally daydreaming. Yeah. Um. So I put agree to strongly di- to strongly agree on all of them. Okay. All of right. like that it'll just happen at random times. Hmm. All right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for me it's like I'll be thinking of stuff and then all of a sudden I'll hear myself say something out loud and I'm like I look around like did anyone just hear? Me? Oh my god, really? Yeah, I'll randomly say a sentence or actually my sister really caught on to since I talk with my hands when I'm thinking my hands will be moving. <laughs> and she, so many times she'll look over and she'll be like what are you what conversation are you having in your head and i'm like nothing she's like no what is it what is what's what's gonna be your killer line that you say i'm like leave me alone carla leave me alone <laughs> let me be in my world over here <laughs> man thank god for airpods people just think you're talking to somebody yeah right and i'm just talking to myself <laughs> moving on all right last Next one. one negotiators this one is linked to estrogen So negotiators vocabulary often consists of words like kindness, sensitivity, empathy, sweet, learning, random, and reader. Because their chemical makeup is predominantly estrogen, they seek a soulmate in their lover. Negotiators are known to be the philosophers out of the love, the love type groups because of their high estrogen, because their high estrogen level provides for webbed thinking. This helps them connect a vast array array of ideas, concepts, and theories with one another. This helps negotiators think naturally in an abstract manner and provides them with a vivid imagination. As a result, this makes them habitual daydreamers. Negotiators are highly intuitive individuals relying on their gut feelings often because they are natural feelers. While directors trust logic, negotiators trust their intuition. Negotiators also tolerate ambiguity have strong mental flexibility, are agreeable, trusting, empathetic, and emotionally expressive. They are truly altruistic and are highly skilled in detecting subtle nuances in reading people's faces and body language. Because of this, negotiators make natural psychologists. In addition, they are highly introspective, making them wise, making them the wise philosophers that they are. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like that does describe you? Yeah, I think it's more of like the underlying part of me that a lot of people don't really see mm-hmm. like I am a lot more intuitive and like a reader than people assume mm-hmm. and like I am a lot more expressive but in writing okay like I can't like if I'm upset I can't vocally express myself but like if I sit down and I write a letter it, then I will get everything out very mm. clearly and I definitely I do pick up on body language a lot I, like, I don't always act on it, but I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, I, I might just be like, I don't 
care about this situation, mm, you know? Okay. But I'm like, I know what's happening. Can I ask you this? Yeah. When you say you're doing something or pursuing some type of goal or something and you feel like it's just not working and your mm-hmm. gut's just like, this is not working. Something's off. Do you pursue that thing harder or do you make a pivot? Well, I evaluate why it's not working. Mm-hmm. And then like, if I can figure out the holes, then I make a plan to fix it. And then I go after it harder. But really what gets me, and I think this is more the emotional side, I will never go harder for something unless someone tells me I can't do it. Oh, and like, well, that's the competitiveness. And yeah. like, if when I see someone do something and I get, I even just get a feeling of like, oh, they think they're better than me. I'm like, I want to watch them drown. Mm-hmm. You know, like I will try something once just to destroy somebody. And then once <laughs> it's done, like I took up uh, competitive poetry just because some girl. Competitive was, poetry. Yeah. And I fucking won. <laughs> and this girl who had been doing it for years wrote a poem to like pick on me. And like everybody was like, what? Yeah. She like said, I looked like someone with a poem. My school was my high school was like really competitive in poetry. And like we won these like competitions every year. And so I was like, fuck it. I'll do it and I'll win. And then I did. And I mean, she didn't even make it to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I beat everybody. It's a, it's a hell of a spite motivator. I'm like yeah, that too. Like I get, I think it, like this paints a really nice picture of being like, oh, so emotional and like empathetic. It's like, no, I'm like more emotionally spiteful. Mm-hmm. And that brings out like a little bit more of like the, I think the director and builder qualities of like, okay, yeah, now I'm going to make an action plan and I'm burning to the fucking ground mm-hmm. because I can't punch you in the face yeah i mean i I was just i figured that's what you're gonna say but it's just interesting when things say intuition based because i always will think of people i know that will be like in the middle of some project or something or like they would be the type like they could be cast in like a movie and just like halfway through filming if they just went you know i'm not happy doing this and my gut says this isn't right would just walk away no and not finish the thing but to me that's mind-blowing no that's so not me i am just like what is that like i gotta know how it's gonna end but like if i'm going through a big project and i like again like if i feel like it's not right like take like the acting for example like i don't yeah. know what situation i would be acting right. in, but like is it like a long project like that it's like i don't feel like it's gonna have a good end result like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna keep going along that path like i'm gonna change what i can do but i'm not gonna walk away right like you follow through on the project yeah yeah it's just that stuff to me is like because i'm so not that way even if it wasn't that extreme of an example it's like it's just mind-blowing to me and like there is part of me that almost like respects a little bit of just like oh wow you just you just almost like trust the universe over your own merit of just like yeah i'm just gonna leave this and something better will come through like it's just like yeah what like no mind-blowing no and i think actually like a good example of what i went through recently was like with my job changes Mm -hmm. of like i was at the point where i knew i was ready for a promotion and it wasn't gonna happen and i couldn't logically like figure out why i had conversation after conversation of like what do i do better trying to like compare numbers and they wanted it to be all like a very like empathetic uh conversation Uh i'm like no like I my yeah. gut is telling me this is never going to happen and this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so then I pivoted to make the plan to leave because I was like, I, like I can't just jump ship. Right. I'm going to get through what I can now and then get out and build from there. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. So. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm like that with work. 
Um, okay. So it says, however, negotiators can experience problems in their relationships when they dwell on casual comments and criticisms. <laughs> hmm. They tend to take them personally and can cause them to hold grudges for months or even years. Negotiators are also susceptible to depression and can overdo it when they constantly feel lost. Always on the search for themselves, they can become overly self-absorbed, self-conscious, and self-critical. Gandhi was a negotiator because of his ability to think about the bigger picture, his eloquence, and his skills with handling people. Hmm. Yeah, that all feels right. Especially like the like take things personally. Like everybody makes off the cuff comments that mean nothing. But like when I hear them, I don't ever think that there's something that means nothing. Yeah. You know, and then also on the flip side, like if I just say something off the cuff, I will think about it three days later and be like, oh my God, that person must think I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. It's like they actually probably didn't think twice about it. Right. You know, but yeah. So I like that kind of stuff. I really, really second guess and like think about it really, really personally when it really didn't mean anything at all. It didn't say if you go for other negotiators. That's what I was curious about. Yeah, it doesn't really say what you go for. On my th- uh, thing, it said that I should go for a director or a builder, mm. which I don't know that I actually like fully agree with the type that it that it set me up with. Did you agree with the type that it said that you should be compatible with? It's like yes and no. Like I mean, it basically was like this line here, where like. It says these love types are more likely to be attracted to certain lovers over others, but the truth is that any match can work as long as the two members are mature enough and willing to cooperate with one another and work with each other's differences. Mm. So, like, although directors and negotiators are supposedly the ideal match, Dr. Helen Fisher interviewed multiple couples who were builders and negotiators. These two are usually not drawn to one another. However, they end up falling in love with each other. This could be that negotiators are often attracted to builders' dependability and self-assurance. On the other hand, the builders appreciate the negotiators' ability to bring fresh ideas to the partnership. See, I feel like Space Jam was probably a director builder, Mm -hmm. and I like I think it was a really good, healthy relationship. But I do think he kind of masked a little bit more of like my explorer side, Uh which I felt that in the relationships that I have gotten into, I feel like I tend to mute that side of myself more. And I don't know if it's because all of these are really high that maybe it like brings out more of my builder director side, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I get less spontaneous when I'm in relationships because I'm so worried about my spontaneous choices being wrong. Or judged. I feel I feel that. It's that kind of goes with the like sparky energy people. Yeah. Is they just they seem more down for whatever. Yeah. Um, that I've felt that too in relationships of I was like, there are things I want to try, there's things I want to do, especially like, you know, like sexually or whatnot. And which I feel like you were with your past relationship as well. Is that's where you you're like me where you'll be like okay, this feels kind of routine. Let me like throw something in here to like change this up a little bit. Like, like that's like the one way you're like, okay, let's make sure this part's still like a little adventurous and exciting. Um, But I've been with people that they didn't, they weren't that adventurous type. Yeah. So then I would feel very muted. Yeah. Of like, oh, if I do this, they might not like that. Or like, like I felt like I had to tone myself down in certain areas. Yeah. I don't think it mutes my like, sexual explorer side i've never felt that but i just mean more of like my actual personality like when 
I got my first post post on Betches. I was seeing Space Jam, mm-hmm. and he was like, "What is this?" Like he was proud of me, but he was yeah. just like, "This is funny." Like what? Like he <laughs> like, it, and that's happened like multiple guys yeah. I've dated of like, "Oh, this is like fun." Like something you said is like funny, and like they're kind of blown away because I'm trying to always be on my best behavior and like put out this perfect picture. And I'm like, don't say something too crass. Don't be too crude. And like, mm. that's who I am. And it, like, I mute it really hard. See, I feel like you and I mute each other in opposite areas and relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're saying you felt muted personality wise. And for me, I'm like, I never feel muted personality wise, but that also makes sense of like a director. Of, yeah. Like, very straightforward. And, and I'm like, I don't know how to hide this or say it subtly. Right. Like, I'll always be like, I said it nicely and subtly. And the other person's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, all right, well, that was for me. Like, yeah. For my bar. So yeah, it sounds like we just like flip in what part we feel like. Yeah. Maybe we hold back, I guess. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because like we're going for the opposite of what we are so if we're like taking on a little bit more of the traits of our partner or what we think they want to see because we're like reflecting what they give well yeah i was gonna say i think it's like that's just it's how they perceive you yeah so people perceive you as very quiet and reserved when they first meet you yeah right um and as for me like people will uh perceive me as like prude and not very sexual Mm -hmm. so it's like it's almost like breaking that mold of what they first think of you really yeah is what i've had to deal with yeah because i am like really shy and quiet at first mm-hmm. and then like i'll open up more if like i care to do that but right. like it takes me a long time to get there and i think it's also of like not having long relationships yeah you know it's kind of just getting the point of like okay like now i'm ready to like really show who i am mm-hmm. and then they're like i don't want to be here anymore Uh you know and that's traumatizing in its own way oh for sure (laughs) oh i've been there where like i'm not emotional and then right when i start to get emotional and soft then they're gone yeah you're like oh man come on man (laughs) you're like i just flipped i just flipped the switch you don't want to see this is this why you're leaving right Um, but overall i like this it was a little different yeah um she has a book maybe we'll check it out eventually called the anatomy of love that i think is based on all of this yeah but i you know ultimately it's just another uh another test that basically is like hey here's your strong points that maybe could be a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's like be you know conscious of it in relationships yeah especially mine i i've made it a point to like or at least i try to of like asking the other person like what do they think or what do they want to do I try and like make sure I give more ideas because I think that's a way that especially like my um, explorer side will get muted is that I'll just be more go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So it won't seem like I'm spontaneous and like contributing and like having fun ideas because I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't care. I'm down mm-hmm. for whatever. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, I just kind of said yes to everything. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, if you go to theanatomyandlove.com, uh, you could take the quiz and look a little bit more into Helen Fisher's uh, personality types, and she has got a bunch of other resources on here, uh, which is very interesting. So, and uh, again, guys, you want to get some CBD products, uh, get ready. It's sunsetlakecbd.com with SGS20 for 20% off. And if uh, you guys could leave us a review, that really helps out the show. So leave us a review, follow us on Instagram, at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the guaca underscore Molly. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.